It's that time of the month. month. Yeah, you're listening to the monthly Winifreds. Here's a Fulia. Here's a candle. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, we are at the end of 2022. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> no, I feel fine. Um, <laughs> not really. Um, yes, 2022 is about to be over. Yes. Weird. So welcome to the monthly at Winifred. Yeah. I lo- <laughs> My God, we're 40 seconds in and we're like already just down in the dumps. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, no, it's just time is just moving very fast. and It really is. It's hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. Hard Definitely. To keep up. That's okay. We're here to talk uh, about how our Decembers were and uh, a little something else. Mm. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Yes. Fulia, mm. how was your December? My December has been pretty busy. Yes. I will say. Uh-huh. Um, I managed to uh, ha- attend the, um, the Japanese, my Japanese school's festival mm. event that mm-hmm. happened at the start of the month. Which was a lot of fun. Nice. A lot of Japanese performances. Mm. Really good food. Mm. Uh, and, you know, there were also some games which I was involved in. Oh, hello. <laughs> what kind of games? Uh, well, they were kind of like your regular sort of party games that you would think about. Like, right. for instance, you know, who does the best air guitar? Uh, uh, you know, who, you know, little mini sort of competitions, essentially. Funny. And everybody gets ranked. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> they rank. I love a good ranking. Yes. Uh, I also got to participate in a little bit of um, taiko drumming, which oh. is the Japanese drumming, because the performers for a particular taiko group were there doing a performance. And mm-hmm. then they decided to, um, on stage, uh, allow um, students to participate in a little bit of a mini workshop, essentially. Okay. Uh, and I went up because I was like, I definitely want to try this out because it looks like fun. Yes. So I got to go up on stage and, and drum on the, on the taiko and it was, it was so cool. Nice. I loved it. That's um, cool. It's yeah. Ah, man, I want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I kind of feel like I want to start doing something with drums. Like I actually want to learn how to play a particular drum, but I'm not sure what one. So I've had experiences with a couple of different types of drums. Mm-hmm. Um, the taiko drums definitely are high up there because it's, but it's a lot of like arm movement. Okay. Especially with the way that they have to use their wrists and because they've all got wristbands on like, oh. um, like, supports wrist supports yeah uh so as to minimize injury and stuff Mm -hmm. when they do their drumming and i can understand why it's not just about the swings it's also about the vibration as well Uh and when you hit the drum oh my goodness it like you feel it yeah you really feel it uh and i also participated in a a game called bobblehead which (laughs) is a party game where you have a pedometer that's attached to a headband and you put it on your, and you put the headband on your head. Mm-hmm. You have to bobble your head as much as you can to get the most steps on the pedometer. Yeah. The person with the most steps wins. <laughs> I didn't. I came fifth. Yeah. I didn't come last. I came fifth. Okay. <laughs> Out of six. Nice. 
<laughs> that's okay. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but it was it was really hard because you had to do it, I think they, it was like four, 30 to 45 seconds of just moving your head up and down, side to side. And oh, God, Trying no. to the music. I couldn't do that. Trying to, like, and also trying to keep yourself stable so you're not, like, moving. <laughs> like moving wow because <laughs> it does get quite difficult yeah moving your head like in so many different directions yeah so i literally had to I, I was standing up straight with my legs sort of shoulder width apart but then i ended up having to go asymmetrical huh? instead of side by side okay so i had to put one foot foot in front one foot behind to stable my to stabilize myself because I felt like I was moving a bit too much to the point where I was gonna start walking in a certain direction like I was starting to sort of slant a little bit mm. when I was doing it because thirty to forty five seconds is feel it's so it doesn't sound long but when you're actually doing the thing it's so long yeah <laughs> um, but it was still a lot of fun. Um, Marie captured it all because she was uh, my plus one to the <laughs> to the event. Uh, she, she captured it on me. <laughs> nice. Uh, but it was it was a, it was really good fun. We had we had bento as well. Um, so it was del- that was delicious. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, it was just all around good time. Yeah. Great. Um, and then the following weekend, I went into the city um, with a couple of potato mates we'll say (laughs) (laughs) shout out shout out to the potato mates on stream yes um the cactus bunch and lloyd probably we met up and we had uh, we went to sushi train Uh and then we went to the movies to watch black panther together oh very nice because they hadn't seen it yet yes uh and i went with them oh good and that was my second viewing very good yeah uh and yeah Good time, good afternoon, mm-hmm. and then I kind of went out shopping afterwards. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I went into the Asian grocer and bought, like, different, like, Japanese snacks and candy. And then I also went into a shop called um, Kurimu, which is a shoe pastry, um, kind of in the shape of a, uh, a churro, but mm-hmm. a bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but And it's made of shoe pastry. And they fill it with custard or cream. Mm-hmm. And they also had custard, cream, or cream-filled croissants. Uh, and s- some of them were charcoal croissants, because I've never tasted charcoal croissants before. Wow. So I was like, this looks interesting. I yeah. want to try it. And they and they also... So I was like, I had, I had bought... I think I, I felt a little bit piggish. Because <laughs> I bought... Two croissants and two shoe pastries. Oh, yeah. That's fine. It's, it's the holidays. I couldn't help myself. That's fine. It was so good, though. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so I did that. Um, and, yeah, it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good day. Oh, good. Uh, and what else? What, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Um... Last week after work, uh, my one of my workmates, who was a who's a sales member, uh, decided to gather as many people from the store as possible to uh, to all for all of us to play Mario Kart together after work. Oh yeah. Um. Obviously, at in our own separate homes. Yeah. But like, just do like a little mini sort of a Mario Kart tournament, 
And <laughs> let's just say it got a little hectic because we all jumped into Discord as well to, mm-hmm. to chat while mm-hmm. we were playing. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so much fun. Nice. I loved it. And, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Very good. Um, and the last thing we'll probably mention is the fact that it's um, it's also Christmas weekend just passed. Yep. And we all had Christmas. Christmas! Um, Merry Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Festivus. <laughs> Merry Crisis. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, spent my Christmas um, with my best friend's family, which we always, I've always been doing for the last, like, decade, and um, it's always a good time, lots of good food, good company, um, and, yeah, it was just a nice, chill uh, afternoon. Great. Of Christmas, and then we did KK, and I ended up getting um, a Lego Forks set from Harry Potter, uh, which I'm very excited to build. So hopefully I can build that soon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was lots of fun. Good. That was pretty much. Oh, the one thing, the thing, the, what I've been watching is probably something I forgot to mention. That's fine. <laughs> is I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching some Korean rom coms. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs> Go, yeah. So, I, I don't know if the la- last month I mentioned the fact that I was watching um, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Yes. Uh, I finished that now, uh-huh. and I've started another one, and this one's <laughs> called... Uh, oh, my gosh, what's it called again? Um, Shooting Stars. Okay. This one has a bit more drama in it, which is amazing. Uh, but it's still got all of the the Korean rom-com goodness mm-hmm. with all the mushy stuff, but also the funny side of things as well. Yeah. And, ah, I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. Nice. <laughs> Great. Oh, man. I am I might be a teeny bit obsessed with these rom-coms now. I, I just a teeny, just a teeny just bit. Just a teeny bit. <laughs> Good. And I'm slowly picking up some Korean words. Oh, <laughs> Another language to add to my resume. Wonderful. <laughs> now I just got to make sure I don't confuse myself with Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the one that I'm actually studying. Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I mean, I've been watching a few other things, but I've forgotten what they are, but... That's okay. That's They're the ones that I wanted to mention right Good. now. Good. Yes. How has your December been? How was my December? Well, I got COVID. <sighs> Finally. It happened. Uh, I, 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 got the, I got the Rona. Um, uh, yeah. How are you feeling? Well, um, I do still have a cough. Mm-hmm. That's it, thankfully. Yep. The fatigue's gone. That's uh, good. The brain fog is gone and the congestion is gone. So, yeah. So, it was just a week and a half of feeling like shit yep. and then just really really tired mm-hmm. uh worst timing i'm glad i did it didn't ruin christmas but for it me to get sick during the busy period for my job <laughs> not a great not a great time yeah not a great time to check out um but that's okay i i did my seven days isolation even though mm-hmm. I, you don't have to anymore here in victoria uh but you know i'm not an asshole yeah exactly <laughs> so i stayed at home uh and i will get so I'll get to what I did on my on my uh, leave, I will call it. <laughs> my little holiday in December. That never happens for someone who works in retail. 
Um, yeah, no, December was a, was a really good month. I, I, despite getting COVID, like, I've actually had a really good month. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, so earlier on in the month, uh, literally the day before, I think it was the day before I tested positive. Yeah, or a couple of days before I tested positive, um, I uh, went to um, an art exhibition mm. at Flinders Street Station yeah. in Melbourne um, called Time by the artist Roan. Um, and we actually got to go up inside um, parts of Flinders Street Station that are, you know, not shown to the public, not accessible no, yeah. to the public. So it's been, in recent years, has been um, converted into an art space. Um, I mean, a lot of the building is still intact from, you know, decades before, mm-hmm. but it's very run down and a little dilapidated in parts, And but it kind of adds to the aesthetic depending on what the exhibition is. Yeah. And in this case, it matched because... Each room we went in sort of had a theme or a certain aesthetic and it was sort of capturing, you know, uh, the past Mm. and different facets of the way life used to be lived. Yeah. Uh, With these beautiful portraits of this woman, like, done in... It looked like maybe chalk or charcoal or something on the walls and it was just stunning. Wow. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I think it's still showing, but it was sold out until, like... Like, we were lucky to get tickets, but, it, yeah, it's it was sold out until, like, January or February. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we went early December. Yeah. And they was, we walked in, they're like, it's sold out, so you're only allowed in here for an hour, and then you have to leave because there's more people coming. Yeah, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, huge, huge. But, so, yeah, if you get a chance and you're in Melbourne, go check out Time by Roan. Um, it was very, very awesome. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, okay. I saw, and then, chronologically, so I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> tested positive for that i ended up watching um binging all of the show uh, for all mankind yeah. on apple tv plus because well i wasn't at work was i may as well uh <laughs> yeah so i was at my my days at home were spent watching that show um which for those who don't know it's a series about an alternate history of the space race and if mm-hmm. russia got to the moon before the u.s did in 1969 and the space race essentially never ends yeah uh, neither does the Soviet Union because uh, <laughs> three seasons in, we're in the 90s um, and they time jump to the 2000s at the end. Like each, at the end of each season, they time jump like 10 years as okay. like a, an, in like a post credits sort of a scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're in the 90s and yeah, the Soviet Union was still a thing and hadn't gone away yet. So wow. that was interesting. Okay. So there's a political side to it as well as the just for me, general space nerdiness. Um, that's really, really cool. So I really enjoyed watching that. It was very easy to binge. Um, and I also watched... Well, before COVID uh, happened, I watched Wednesday. And that was really good. Yeah. Really liked that. It's kind of taken the world by storm. It has. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as everyone else does. But I definitely enjoyed it. And I hope they make more. Yes. So, I think they are making more. But I'm not, I'm not sure if that's confirmed yet. Um, what else did I do? Well, finally... The killers happened. Woo! Finally. <laughs> so Tua, we were waiting for two years to see. Yeah. We should have seen this show two years ago. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so it was very much worth the wait. Uh, yeah, my fourth time seeing the killers in concert. Uh, and, uh, yeah, did not disappoint. Had a fantastic evening. Didn't That's let, awesome. Didn't let my COVID ruin it because I... That, because of the timing, that was the night I... The day I came out of ISO was the day we went to the concert. So thank, <laughs> thank God. 
I didn't yeah. miss the killers. I would have been so disappointed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were fantastic. They're just, you know, they're just consummate performers and showmen and um, yeah. And Brandon Flowers is nice on the eyes too. So that, yeah. that always helps. Yeah. But his voice just, it sounds just as good live as it does in the studio. It's insane. That's cool. He's so cool. Yeah. So that was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, went to the cinemas a couple of times. Um, I saw The Menu at the start of the month, which was amazing. One of my favorite films of the year, easily. Uh, and then last week went to the drive-in uh, and uh, saw Violent Night. Yeah. So, saw a Christmas movie, which I don't usually do at Christmas because <laughs> my Christmas movie is Die Hard. Uh, I think it's an indication of how much I love Christmas. Um, but no, Violent Night was very good. Very similar to Die Hard in the sense of, you know, there's one guy who, who only one guy who can save the day from, you know, save the hostages from these guys trying to steal shit. Uh, it's very, very diehard, but it's Santa Claus instead yes. of John McClane. <laughs> and then there was a lot of Home Alone references yeah. as, as well. And it was very violent and bloody. Uh, so it lived up to the name. Okay. Which is good. But it was a good, it was a good fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. I might watch it again. I might not because it wasn't like amazing or anything, but I enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah, and seeing it in the drive-in too was was fun. Yeah, went, went to the Dandenong drive-in, the Lunar drive-in, which uh, found out is closing. It seems next year. Oh no! Yeah, it recently was sold. Yeah, uh, and yeah, at this point, it looks like yeah they plan to to yeah shut it. Oh no! Which is very disappointing. That's, so sounds that's sad. Yeah, so Melbourne currently has three drive-in. Um, theaters and this it'll reduce it to two if yeah. that's the case so, one of them being the Coburg drive-in Coburg drive-in village cinema um and the other one is in Dramana down Mornington way oh wow yeah okay yeah so Interesting. that's the one we haven't been to yet so yeah gotta get there soon um probably next summer um but yeah uh I think that's really it and then yeah Christmas happened and that was great, as usual. Food comas, mm-hmm. relaxing, catching up with the family. Yeah. Um, and watching movies and talking shit, drinking wine. <laughs> just having a good time. Yeah. So and now it's now we're here yeah. for another monthly. Yay. Yay. So the monthly, this this December. Mm-hmm. What are we going to be talking about, Fulia? Well, you'd be surprised to know that it's not going to be Christmas related. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's after Christmas. It's so after Christmas. No point. No point. Uh, but uh, we thought um, because a certain movie came out, a certain couple of movies actually came mm, out this year, this year uh, towards the end of the year, and uh, we wanted to see how they compared with each other mm. with the original. Yes. And that, my friends, is Pinocchio. 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 Yes. So we watched the 1940 original Disney. Disney animated one. Yes. Then we watched the 2022 live action from Disney. Yes. And then we watched the stop motion animation yes. made by the amazing Guillermo del Toro. Bow down. My goodness. Bow fucking down. He's and that one's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Go watch it. Yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're here to talk about all three of the different variations of the Pinocchio and see how they, um, how they were alike, how they compare with the original animated story. 
Um, and then we might discuss our favourite ones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, and like just to clarify, we are aware there are many more adaptations. Yes, there of, is of the classic story. Uh, but yeah, we picked these three because they're probably the three most known. Yes, I would say, especially this year. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of people when they think of Pinocchio, they think of Disney. They do. Um, so that yeah, to go back to the nineteen forty version. And then see how it compares to the live action, and then um, again to a different type of animation altogether. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll just start by our re- giving a review of each movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 1940 Pinocchio. Yeah. Um, you know, made back in in the heyday of Walt Disney. He was still alive then. Yeah. Um, producing incredible animated content for for the time. Um, and yeah, I, this was a movie I watched when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen it since I was a child. Yeah. I didn't remember that much of it. Like it was almost like watching it new again. Same. Yeah. Same. Cause I think the last, when I watched it, I was still a child and I think I've only watched it once or twice in my life. Yeah. Um, so watching it again, it, it just felt... Like, it felt familiar, but new at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, for me, personally, Pinocchio is not, like, and I'll, my opinion will change by the time we get to the Guillermo del Toro version, but Pinocchio is not a character that I, like, especially in the Disney versions, have really connected with. No. Or enjoyed. Yeah, same. Because the way he's characterized as this, you know, like, he doesn't know any better He's learning the way of the world. Very naive. Very naive. Very easily led astray. Yes. Doesn't listen to Jiminy Cricket. No. Um, you know, but he has a conscience that, like, that's not not just Jiminy, but he has that there in the background, and it comes to the forefront by the end of the movie, obviously, but those early things of, like, he doesn't listen to what he should be doing, and bad stuff happens. Yes. Um, it's just, it's hard to kind of feel sympathy for a character like that when they're doing it to themselves. Yeah. Even if it is someone that doesn't know the way of the world. So, yeah. I don't know, it's hard for me to reconcile that whole thing. I suppose it's more a case of the fact that it's because he's probably figuring out the what's right to what's wrong. Yeah. And that in itself is what his conscience had to learn. Yeah. And so... It, I may, it may have taken it may have sort of been a bit sort of jarring being you know watching it from my perspective of, a, of an adult rather well, than a child that's true there's also there is also kind of that the fact that I don't really remember how I responded to it as a mm. child I feel like I do remember not loving it because I've seen other Disney movies more than I've seen Pinocchio yeah. um, as a kid anyway um, but but yeah that's a good point like watching it as an adult is gonna be a different experience definitely yeah um but no, it's like it's a good film. I mean, a lot of Disney's animated stuff, um, you know, up until recently, they were all around 70, 80 minutes long. They're all very short. Yes. Um, and I don't know if that's. It's probably because of the limitations of the technology. Maybe they had. They just didn't feel the need to. Like movies didn't need to be unless they were the big, epic like war epics or your period drama epics. They didn't need to be longer than ninety minutes. And also because. The back then animation was hand drawn. It was so exactly. they only had a limited amount of time where they could fit in. Yeah. Um. You know all of the bits and pieces of the story, 
And, you know, I'm sure back then they had many, many talented artists. Oh, they would have. Uh, you can to, see. To do yeah. all the drawings and, and mm-hmm. then putting it all together into animation. And um, it yeah. would have been... It's, it's, it's a lot... I think it's a longer task to make when it's hand-drawn than it is oh. nowadays where it's all digital. Yeah, of course. That's why I said, I think, yeah, the limitations of the time. Yeah, exactly. The, te- the technology exactly. they had to deal with because they were hand-drawing mm-hmm. every single frame. Exactly. Um, which kind of makes it, like, extra special in a way. It does. I think. And it brings a certain kind of art- artistic quality and value to it that it's not just a kid's film. Yes. It's not just a fairy tale. It's... You're watching moving art. Yes. Um, which is really cool. More on that later. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a fine film. Like, it's a very basic story. You know, it's kind of told in three very clear acts. Yeah. Of, like, you know, Pinocchio comes to life, and then he has his misfortune with... Um, uh, I forgot, I've already forgotten the name of the... <laughs> I watched it a week ago. The name of the um, the show. Uh, what's the name? Stromboli. Stromboli. Yeah, he gets you know caught up with Stromboli, um, and then you know, and then the whole Pleasure Island thing and the Monstro thing. So it's kind of it's even maybe four clear acts mm, mm, mm. really. Um, yeah, and you know, so it flows pretty quick. Yes. Um, I enjoy it for what it is. The animation for what it is is really good. Especially the blue fairy is really fascinating because she looks like she was rotoscoped. Like she looks different yeah. to the other animated characters. Like I don't know if they did rotoscoping back then. Yeah. I know they did. I know like Disney used a lot of live, like, you know, real people, like models and actors to get the feel of the animated characters in certain films. Like yes. there's, there's footage of... Um, uh, someone doing like these screen tests this woman she's doing these screen tests for Sleeping Beauty mm. and she's done up like Aurora and it, you see her running around the woods spinning and all that yeah. stuff oh, okay. there's actual like video footage of it yeah of them testing that to get like and that and you know and that's something that animators have been doing for decades oh yeah they still using, do it today they yeah. still exactly they yeah. do it basing off the live action stuff but yeah the Blue Fairy I, there was something really special about mm. and different about the way she looks yes um Jiminy Cricket is wonderful very sweet yeah endearing I love his little badge he gets at the end yeah it's very cute <laughs> It's very very cute, and he's a, um, he's a very warm character. Yeah, he is. He's a yeah. great. He's a great character. He's probably, I mean, across all three, he's probably my favorite character. Mm. I think it's fair to say. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, as for things I didn't like about it, I would just say, um, I mean, obviously, it's aged poorly in certain respects yeah. because you know, Pinocchio goes to. Pleasure Island with Lampwick and he's smoking cigars and drinking beer. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I know it was 1940, but what? <laughs> like, seriously? Seriously? Yeah. So that was a bit jarring. Yeah. To go, oh, I watched this as a kid and I was okay with it. And now it's like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the times, they are a changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I just found super jarring is when um, <laughs> Pinocchio gets back from Pleasure Island and Geppetto's gone because he's gone to look for him. Yeah. But all we get in dialogue is like, oh, Geppetto got eaten by a whale. 
<laughs> Go save him. What? Like, they... It was... Yeah. How did you find out? They... Yeah. They strung it together poorly. And, yeah. And it just felt like there was a scene missing. Like, they literally should have put a card up that says, Scene missing. <laughs> now Geppetto's in a whale. Yeah. Like, which is... Yeah, the one thing I will say about the later versions, they explain it a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a yeah, it's 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 an enjoyable film, and I can see why so many people um, love it, and it has endured for yes. uh, over eighty years now. So. I I agree. I yeah. mean, just ju- just gonna sort of like repeat some of the points that you've made, like the animation style um, back then being hand drawn. It looks absolutely lovely. Um, the blue fairy does have a certain, like, certain something about her that just definitely looks very different to all the other characters. She does. It's Um, very interesting. But it it sort of makes it work. It still works because she's supposed to be this, you know, ethereal, magical being. Yeah. Um, that you don't see. And so, you know, being that the, the way that she looks in her appearance, it, it, it actually kind of works. Mm. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is slightly jarring. <laughs> uh, she was rotoscoped. She was rotoscoped. Yeah, well, there yeah, you go. The Blue Fairy in Pinocchio, as well as the prince in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1937, uh, was created using the rotoscope technique. Um, the first time that a film won the Academy Award for both its score and one of its songs, apparently, as well. Um, okay, that's a separate trivia bit from IMDb. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes, so that's why she looks different, because she was rotoscope. Yeah, well, it, makes, it makes, makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh. The one thing I will mention here is the um, the songs that are in this particular movie as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't even talk about the songs. The songs were actually kind of cute. Like, I like the... Um, I like the song where Pinocchio's doing the Stromboli show and he's the puppet without yeah. strings. You I got know? no strings, but I am free. Or yes. There are no strings on me. It's really cute. It is. I like, I like, the, I is. like the song. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it shows, you know, the freedom of this puppet that's alive. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's actually really cool. Yes, it um, is. I do also like the moment um, from the film. At the, I think it's like more so at the beginning when he's actually um, alive mm. and Geppetto discovers it mm-hmm. and they have a little dance and they and Geppetto's like flicks on all of the cuckoo clocks in yeah. the in the house mm-hmm. and they're all making like this really incredible like music that I wouldn't have thought it, they'd be in time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, and it's really cute and then you got Jiminy sort of dancing with one of the little clock figurines and <laughs> yeah yeah like pardon me sir may I cut in yeah <laughs> and then get squished when they come together yeah. in the middle <laughs> it's very cute yeah so um, the music in the movie itself is definitely something that I really wanted to point out because yeah. it actually makes you like, it gives you the emotion of what's happening. Um, but also just the, the fun of Pinocchio himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that sort of aspect of the movie as well. Yeah. But the, yeah, like, like you said, it hasn't really aged very well. <laughs> um, like even the cuckoo clocks, kind of I looked at it thinking wow really that's in an animation like one of them had um a drunk 
a drunken person with a beer is still trying to drink and it's just like you can see how drunk this this person is yeah popping out of the clock then you got another one where the mother is smacking the butt of a child and yeah it's a bare butt too <laughs> oh yeah that's how they did it back then <laughs> yep uh and yeah yeah just like those little things that sort of when they when they do the little close-ups uh throughout the throughout the show and, and so throughout the movie and it's just yeah it, it kind of it, it kind of like i don't know like it kind of shocks you a little bit <laughs> it does it does yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um but you know overall it was it was it was an all right movie like it wasn't for me, it's not one of my favorite Disney films, like Disney animated yeah. films either. So no, no. it's definitely yeah. not one that I would watch on repeat, especially mm-hmm. what happens towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Cool. So let's jump forward 82 years. <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> to Disney's reimagined classic, uh, Pinocchio. 2022. Yes. So, here we have another cash grab. Yeah. <laughs> another cash grab by the multi-billion dollar company that is Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Look, surprisingly, there are parts of this movie that I enjoy mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um... Like, I, as much as I felt that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was doing an impression of the original Jiminy Cricket rather than his own interpretation, I liked the energy he brought to the role. Same, I thought he was quite good. Yes. Um, I enjoyed, um, well, actually, I will say this. The movie made me cry at the end when, um, spoilers, um, like, Geppetto nearly dies or Pinocchio nearly dies. I forget which no, one now. It, this is G- Geppetto, Geppetto nearly dies. In this one. Cause in, cause in the live action, sorry, in the original animated one, Pinocchio nearly dies. Right. And then he comes back to life and then he turns into a boy. Yes. Yes. In this. Yeah. Gepp- after, after Monstro, you know, they get away from him. Um, but then, you know, Monstro cap- catches up and they all were, you know, kind of drowned on the beach, sort of. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, Geppetto nearly dies. And I was crying. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, there's always, for some reason, there's just, it's har- harm to, to animals and children and the elderly affect me <laughs> when I watch, <laughs> like, I can't watch The Notebook anymore. Okay. Because, have you seen The Notebook? Once in a very long time ago. Okay. Yeah, there's some you know the the elderly couple and that i yeah i can't i can't handle it like yeah. I, I physically cannot handle watching them suffer yeah anyway <laughs> tangent um <laughs> but so yeah so that kind of affected me in that and then of course because the performance of pinocchio in it was very good mm. um as well benjamin evan ainsworth did a fantastic voice yes for this character in the movie i really enjoyed his performance mm-hmm. um and it looks like it's a good looking film. Um, but overall, I think the good stuff really kind of ends there for me. Um, unfortunately, because this movie is also similar to the live action Lion King in the fact that a lot of this movie is CG animated. Yeah. There is not a lot of real locations in this, which again raises the question, what is the point of this movie? Yes. Why does it exist? Why are you calling it a live action remake if 
if it's if it's not exactly that. Um, I mean, I know they call like I said they call them reimagined classics, and that that works as well. But I don't know. It's marketed as as you're seeing live action. You're seeing Tom Hanks as Geppetto, who was very good. Yes. Um, he did a better Geppetto than he did a. Um, did Colonel Parker and Elvis, I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oof. Um, <laughs> still in my brain. Yeah. Um, but but I think, again, they could have gotten someone else to play this character. Because um, it's Tom Hanks. Anyway, I love Tom Hanks. Don't get me wrong. He's, the, just, he's the dad of Hollywood. He's, he's Hollywood's dad. I yeah. know. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I do love Tom Hanks. But why does he have to be in everything? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but he did a good Geppetto. I enjoyed his Geppetto. Um, one of the other criticisms I had, and this is kind of funny to me, is the fact that, you know, early on in the, uh, well, not early, even early on, like probably in the 2000s or the 90s, um, people started to piece together, you know, Easter eggs and connections between the Pixar animated films and how they were this big grand shared universe, right? Because mm-hmm. you can see things in the background of like characters from other movies popping up. Yeah. Um, locations, other little references. Yes. And it was just a cool wink and a nod to the camera, right? Mm. In this movie... It's obvious. They put it right front, right on Front Street and all the cuckoo clocks have characters from other Disney movies. Yep. Fuck you. Just, In your face. Just a big fuck you to Disney on that. <laughs> nah. I, that was not cute. That was not funny. It was shoving it down your face. I think it was too much. It was too far in the other direction. That's not an Easter egg. They that's missed... literally that's literally showing off what you've done, and you're just putting it into another movie. <sighs> they missed the point. Yeah, yeah. And I like I liked it to a point. The, I mean, it was nice to see them it, like immortalized in clock for, in clock forms. Like yeah. the designs of them were really cool. But I it was just. It was interesting though that they decided to go in that direction and sort of just shove it in your face to say, "Hey, look, these are the other movies we've yeah. done." <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of the kids would probably go for it, and this movie is probably more aimed at the kids. Yeah, it is a fam- I think so. It's a family film, but could just dial back the heavy-handedness just a little bit, mm-hmm. can you? Just, yeah. just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> um, and then. The other thing I found really interesting about this movie, and it's funny because when, we t- when we're when we going to compare the Guillermo version, this is going to be interesting, I think, to discuss because, mm. spoilers for the ending, Pinocchio does not become a real boy. We do not see what happens to him. They leave it ambiguous. Mm. And they did that intentionally. Rob Zemeckis, I looked it up, I was like, what the fuck was the ending? <laughs> because, you know, he saves Geppetto and then they're all, you know walking off back to back home and everything's happily ever after but they don't actually show if Pinocchio if he becomes a real boy yeah and then and Jiminy Cricket's narration reflects that ambiguity as well I found that such an interesting choice and I don't know if I liked it or not um but yeah we'll talk more about that later yeah yeah and one final thing I will say um, and a positive note. I will end on a positive note. <laughs> I really loved Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy. Yes. I think she was wasted in this movie. She was. But I think she was beautiful. She looked fantastic. And um, she brought, uh, you know, 
she brought the character to life in a really lovely way. Yes. And I I really love the fact that she was singing When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. I thought that was a nice twist. That's, yeah. Like, if you're going to reinvent or reimagine something, a change like that makes sense. So I thought that worked for the movie yes. really well. And because she has such a beautiful voice, as we all know, it works lovely. Yeah, um, I agree. Absolutely beautifully. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can watch this movie if you want. Yeah. Keegan-Michael Key is pretty funny in it too. Yes. As Honest John. Didn't mind him. One thing I will mention now, yeah. speaking of Honest John, uh-huh. I was not expecting live action CG fox and cat the way that there was a fox and cat in the original animated series. Yeah. In the I was. <laughs> I was. I wasn't surprised I was all. actually expecting it to be human form, like Honest John and, ah. and the other character. I forgot the name. Um, yeah, I forget the name of the cat too. Yeah, because it doesn't speak. You don't really. It's not very memorable. No, no. <laughs> Which is a shame because yeah. it, it was a cute character. It's a very cute character. <laughs> I liked the interplay between the two of them. Yes, it was very funny. I agree. Yeah. Um, King and Michael Key as as Honest John was was actually kind of funny. Uh, I just I feel like it, I think he it may have gone a bit too over the top with the performance I okay. feel yeah okay. um, that's that's fair yeah and it was so somewhat like similar to what it was in the animated movie mm-hmm. um, in the you know the performance of it all mm-hmm. uh, but it was still fun to watch um, it was interesting to see this live f- this fox walking on their hind legs in human clothing in a top hat <laughs> Hey, hey, you want a live-action Robin Hood? Pfft. Yeah. There's a preview for you, Fulia. <laughs> no, let's not go there. <laughs> Robin Hood is my favourite animated Disney film. Yep, I know. Please do not make it live-action. I do not need a CG fox as Robin Hood. Sure you do. No. <laughs> Seeing it in this movie... Like, I know they're different characters, but the way that they looked, it didn't really appeal to me too much. Okay. You didn't like the characters? I didn't really like it. Okay. No. That's okay. That's, that's kind of why I was expecting them to be human characters and not anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. But, yeah. yeah, animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's probably one thing, one thing that I had against it. Um... I mean, there was a few other things too. Uh, they had this really C like the vi- mm. the CG in this film was very obvious, mm. especially with Pinocchio and with Figaro. Yeah, especially with Figaro. Yes, like because it's a it's just a cat. Like, why didn't don't they train cats for movies anymore? I don't know. Like, why couldn't they? I mean, I get some of what Figaro was doing. You probably would be it'd be easier to have a CG cat for, but I mean, I don't know. And that's another thing. Cleo was like Cleo was so good in the original. That's yeah. one thing I didn't mention about the 1940 version. Cleo, Cleo, I love Cleo. Cleo was a cute goldfish. So cute. And in the remake, nah. Literally, sort of frame for frame, almost the same. Even worse, I but think. But in a 
sort of a negative way. Yes, very yeah. much. Yeah. Disappointing. Very much so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, in terms of uh, like the other things that happen in this movie, um, yeah, the music was still the same, the songs were still the same. Almost, except we will say, I just will mention, um, we did not get Jiminy Cricket's song. Um, give a little whistle. Yeah, that they got they removed that song. When Jordan, jo, sorry, Joseph Gordon-Levitt can sing, he can. He has a beautiful voice, and he doesn't get to fucking sing in this movie. That's, that's, that's so unfair. <sighs> but then we get an extra song with Geppetto. Yeah, yeah, they gave Tom Hanks a song. Yeah, and they introduced a whole new character and gave her a song. I didn't mind that though. I liked I, that. Was actually I, one of the pluses I forgot to mention. The introduction of this, um, you know, Stromboli's assistant, yes, puppeteer, ha- and her, her and her fake leg, and with the the puppet she had that was a ballerina that was kind of, you know, her in puppet form. Yeah, Fabiana. Fabiana, and the little puppet's name was Sabina. Sabina, uh, fantastic edition. Yeah, fantastic edition. Yes. Definitely. I, I was agree. happy, happy for that. But, yes. But yeah. Anyway, go on. I'll um, stop interrupting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they had that. Um, it was. It was interesting in some aspects where some of the roles were reversed mm. in certain scenes uh, mm-hmm. compared to the actual Disney one, mm. like the animated one. Mm-hmm. And I was I was okay with some of them, but I wasn't with a couple of the other ones. Um, I know that with um, Stromboli looked really weird live action. Like, I, I feel like that's what he was supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, but it was just so off-putting <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that's 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 fair. He was a very imposing, Yeah. interesting-looking person. Yeah. I agree, yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I will mention is that um, the coachman was Luke Evans, and I had no idea up until the point where you actually can see, see that, that it's Luke him. Ev- yeah, same thing. Because I checked and I was like, Luke Evans is supposed to be the coachman, but that does not look like Luke Evans. And they've no. kind of done some makeup on him. Oh, yeah. Think. Made him look very different. But then when they get to the carnival... When they get to Pleasure Island, yeah, he's... You can see it. You can tell it's him. Yeah. He's kind of transformed. And creepy. Oh, my... Hella creepy. Hella creepy. Oh, why? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. Like the original film is kind of creepy in a sense because they're turning these kids into donkeys. Like yeah. that's messed up. It is kind of classic fairy tale stuff. But to do it again in in the it wasn't the donkey thing was not the creepy part. It was Luke Evans as the coachman. We're so creepy. Yeah. The way he would like sink back into his yeah. his hole <laughs> on the side of the track. With some really bad CGI, oh, might I add. Oh, it was terrible. So bad. So jarring. But, like, the way he... And he would just have this evil look on his face, which usually I love that. I'm, yeah. I'm here for evil looks on people's Like, faces. he does Gaston in Beauty and the Beast so and well. So good. And he's, so good. he's an incredible singer. Yes, he is. So the I'm, mo- gl- I'm glad that he yeah, got a song. He got a song. Uh, not very long, but he got a song. And, yeah, and so he wasn't entirely wasted. But, yeah, they made him creepy for so long. <laughs> I mean, I suppose... Okay, in their defense, I will say, in the 1940 version, the, the guy... I don't know if it is the coachman as well and that... Yeah, he's the scene where um, Honest John and the cat go to the coachman to, um, you know, 
trying because you know Pinocchio with Stromboli didn't work out, so now they're like, we're gonna give him to you. Yeah, we're gonna round round him up, give you you know get money for him for you know Pleasure Island. That didn't happen in this one. That scene was removed yeah. completely, um, which is fine. Uh, little jarring, but fine. Yeah, and but. But but yeah, in that there is a moment in the nineteen forty version where the coachman in that bar scene gets a bit malicious. Yes. Like he kind of rises up and has this evil thing going on. So I suppose they kind of took inspiration from that and did something different with it. May have gone a little too far. Maybe a little too far. Because <laughs> it was just like why is why is Luke Evans in a completely different movie right? to everyone else right now? I mean, I'm, I love him. <laughs> I, I adore him, but my word. <laughs> Rob Zemeckis, man, what, what, you, what movie were you directing? Yeah, I know, right? It's the guy that made Back to the Future. I can't. <laughs> and one of my favorite movies of all time, Contact. I can't even. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Oh, my you. gosh. Any, um, any other words? It was... <sighs> Pleasure Island was definitely interesting because... Mm-hmm. Um, just the way they decided I don't were they they didn't smoke in this one no so they were drinking root beer in this one they were drinking root beer that kind of looked like beer beer but not really I think that's kind of how root beer looks I mean that's more of an American Mm. drink than an Australian one so don't know but I did like the fact that they kind of added in the whole like there's candy everywhere yeah as opposed to more, more I think it's more sort of taken from the modern sort of what children would want. Yeah, more, a more contemporary interpretation on what kids desire. Exactly. But they kept in the smashing and destroying of things, though. That was, like... Which was interesting. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. Kids just going nuts and having their way with the whole carnival. Yeah. And can I just say, in the animated version, they had these rides that looked so dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't. They. I don't think they went that far with this with the live action one. No, I don't think so. Uh, but my goodness, like they're they're you know they're coming down on this boat through, and then the the boat then goes into a Ferris wheel sort of a thing, mm. and then as it comes down, it then lands into this giant river of candy. Yeah, and they just keep you know they slide down and they just sort of like gorge themselves on all of these sweets as they're going down and i'm just like that looks sickening <laughs> that's a bit too much candy for me yeah <laughs> um but i like it, i feel like that i don't know maybe it's just in in both interpretations the the pleasure island scenes were just really wacky for me yeah yeah they are a bit yeah, interesting. Mm. Yeah, probably the most insane parts of the yes the movies, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of cute that Pinocchio, when he was turning into the donkey, that the ears and the tail looked wooden. I loved that. I love the I love the yes. texture of that. That was clever. That was super clever. Yes. Yes. I yeah. Ten, ten points for that. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. The fact that they decided to keep it as if that it's it's going to be a wooden donkey yeah. instead. Yeah. It makes was, so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was funny that um, the the coachman when he ends up jumping off the cliff and swimming away, mm. the coachman's like, "Damn it! A wooden donkey would have." You know, given so much money, so much money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool, um, kind of funny as well. Uh, but yeah, I just, I wish they went a, in a little bit of a different direction with this. 
Yeah, like some of the chances and like risks they took, I suppose, with certain character alterations um, and scene alterations, like we've raved about some of them. Yes. But a lot of it misfired for some reason. Definitely. So, yeah. It's a very interesting live-action remake. Um, It's not the worst... I don't know if it's the worst one I've seen. It's definitely not the best. It's far far from the best, but... um, Because I prefer... When you're talking about reimagined classics for Disney, I prefer Maleficent and Cruella because they're taking the stories we know and telling them from the perspective of the villains. Yes. Or, or, or giving origin stories to these villains that we've been so familiar with all these years. Yes. It's something new and original. Yes. And these movies are, you know, a lot of these other movies are just, uh, in the case of The Lion King, they're doing shot-for-shot remakes mm. with, you know, s- stupid song edits that reduce, you know great songs like be prepared i'm still not over it it's been three years i know same i'm still not over it um (laughs) so yeah so it's going to be very interesting to see how the little mermaid live action remake Mm. which is the next one to come out how that's gonna do i'm a little nervous so am i (laughs) we'll we'll see yeah anyway Let's move on to our third and final Pinocchio film. Yes. And because... Let me go out on a limb and say, I think it was our favourite. It was our favourite. Yeah. Easily. Far and away. 100%. And I, look, not only did I know that was going to be the case before I watched the movie, but I knew in the first two minutes... That it was going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that it was going to be better. Yes. And my favourite. Because it was. Instantly. Uh-huh. I, like... Guillermo del Toro is, yeah, probably my favourite director now, let's be honest. He's brilliant. Um, he's just an auteur, a genius. Um, I love the respect and care he gives to what he's, his characters and the story that he's yeah. bringing to life. The fact that they spent 15 years trying to make this movie. That's insane. What the hell? I mean, it's just... So much hard work and dedication because, you know, not only did they decide to do an animated version of the story, they decided to do stop motion animation, which is the most, like, arduous process of, of, of you know, and requires so much patience and commitment and dedication and detail. And I just, I mean, if I ever meet him, I'm just going to get on my knees and start bowing down, <laughs> like, in Wayne's world because, seriously, he, oh, yeah. But... I mean, obviously not just him. Hats like Fuller and I watched the, um, you know, the behind the scenes feature that's on Netflix. Yes. Um, I highly recommend watching if you've seen the Pinocchio, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, because it's just a joy to watch. Hundred percent. How the creators made this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just amazing. But like, yeah, hats off to every single individual that worked on that film. And one of my favorite things that I learnt are kind of uh, from that um, behind the scenes thing was the fact that like Guillermo treated his animators like they were the actors. Yes. Because they are essentially your performer because mm. they're out there moving your um, statues around. Yes. Um, imposing them and changing the lighting, the backgrounds, all that stuff. Like I loved, I loved all of that. It was so cool. But this movie is just beautiful. It is, it's, it's everything you think it's going to be and more. Like, the detail they put into it, like, the backgrounds, 
the uh, I love the color palette. Yeah, it's gorgeous. The textures, the texture of it, you, it's visceral. It feels real. Yes, like it, it feels more. It feels more real than that fucking twenty twenty two live action. Yes. We, we just talked about. Yep, it feels more real than that. Um, I love I love the design of Pinocchio. Oh, it was. I it's mean. such a gorgeous <laughs> character design. It is, and. Like, just watching it, I really... I kind of want one. Just, like, a little statue, statue yeah. like, figurine version of him. Just, you know, sitting on my shelf. Because it's so aesthetically pleasing that it's just one wooden colour. There's no, there's no colour to him because he's made of wood. Yeah. But in the other two versions, he's painted. Whereas in this one, he's not. No, because... He's kept natural. He's kept natural and unfinished. Yes. He's only, like, he has one ear. The other side of his head is still has remnants of the pine tree he was carved from. Um, Like, it's just, there is story in every single thing they created. Yes, there is. You can see story in everything. It's so good. Um, But, yeah, I love that. I love Gregory Mann's performance as Pinocchio and Geppetto San Carlo is just phenomenal. Yeah. He, I loved his vocal performance. It was just great. I mean, the entire cast is, is brilliant. David Bradley is Geppetto. Oh. Uh, perfect. Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Like, I wasn't entirely sure about them kind of, you know, turning Geppetto into this drunken, kind of broken-hearted man, old man. Yeah. A bit miserable and, and grumpy. Like, I wasn't s- so sold on it at first, but by the time that I'd watched the whole movie, I was like, no, that's fine, it works. Yeah. Because I appreciate... Like, because that's the thing about... So the 1940 version, we don't learn anything about Geppetto's dead son. No, no. no we know nothing. No. In the, in the reimagined classic, they do... They, they Like, we see a sad Geppetto. Yes. Morning, we see the photo of his son and how sad that is. And yeah. he's created Pinocchio specifically for that purpose. Yeah. But we don't really dwell too much on the sadness of that. No. And this movie goes hard into it. Yeah, we get um, a full-on prequel Yeah. to the story of Pinocchio. And it was so well done, but it was so sad. Because, yeah. And I and I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, oh, we're about to watch this little boy die, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, this one, <sighs> this particular Pinocchio, so much darker Yes, which, you know, not surprising because it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. But but it's still absolutely gorgeous. It is. And, it, it like, the story that they decided to tell, this is what we mean by a reimagined version of a story. Yeah. This not, is... not that live-action CG crap. No. This, this is... This is what, what, what you need. Yeah, exactly. This is definitely something that I was looking for. Like, we need something that's a little bit different to what we already know. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole point of remakes. Like, this is this is the one thing that, you know, goes for the plus, in, like, in the plus column of, you know, why remakes should happen. Exactly. Or, or, or adaptations of things should happen. Something like this. Yes. Is the prime example. Um, but no, it's so beautiful. Um, hats off 
to Ewan McGregor. Oh. I mean, how good. Oh. Sebastian J. Cricket. I don't even care they changed his <laughs> name. I know, right? It's such a good name, too. It's such a great name. <laughs> and I love how Guillermo was all like, I just thought of that name and I thought it was really sophisticated. Yes, and that's how Cricket would be. Yeah. You know? I just, oh, bless him. Oh, it's... my gosh. And he has... Ewan McGregor has a warmth in his voice that I absolutely love. He has such a good voice. And hearing his voice through cricket, I I was just just paying attention to every word that he was saying. And I I loved the the touch with his character of his, you know, uh, set up shop inside of Pinocchio. Like he's made his home in there. Yeah. And then, you know, Geppetto cuts down the tree and makes the puppet out of the tree he lives in and he still lives within Pinocchio's chest. Yeah, and it's his uh, heart. He's, yeah. Mm. It's so wonderful. Oh, it's such... It's what I mean by story and everything. Yes. It's not just oh, Jiminy Cricket happens upon Geppetto's workshop and goes, oh, I might try and find a new home here. It's, no, I've set up my home in a tree that has now been cut down and formed into this boy because this old man lost his son. Yes. In a heartbreaking circumstance. Like much, much better. So much better. So much better. Um, Uh, and yeah, my goodness. Uh, just thank you. Thank you. Ewan. Oh, Ewan. Yes. Brilliant job with the character. <laughs> 10 out of 10, mate. Well done. Do more voiceover stuff. I'm sure yes. he's done a lot, but he needs to do more. He really does. I loved his performance. So, <laughs> so very much. Um, but we have to give a special mention to Kate Blanchett. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. You don't hear her voice really. No, you wouldn't know it's her. No, but, but she plays Spazzatura the monkey. Spazzatura. Um, just little grunts and little laughs laughs and and, like just noises and monkey sounds. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's Academy Award winning actress, Kate Blanchett. (laughs) That's what I love about it. She was the one who was adamant to be part of this film, this project. I love that. And she's like, I don't care what character you give me. And apparently Spots Tura was the only character that was left. And she was like, yep. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll play a pencil for you in a movie. Like, that's how badly I want to be in your movie. Oh, bless her. And she does such a cool job. It's so, it was so fun to just, you know, yeah. listen to the sounds that she made uh, through that character. Yeah. Um, when I found out that it was Kate Blanchett, I was like blown away. I'm like, no way, that's her. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. I also need to shout out um christoph waltz as volpe yeah who is our uh strombole equivalent yes uh strombole equivalent in this in this movie uh, uh a much better interpretation of that kind of character i think in this one i agree i i liked him a lot more um and he's in the movie a lot more because there is no honest john uh and no. his cat in this no one. there isn't no so yeah that was an interesting i don't know if i don't know if honest john is an original character from disney or from the original story or not mm. but i'm glad that they went with volpe like that's a creation that yeah guillermo came up with i honestly thought bef- when i was watching the movie that volpe was based off of the fox when i first well, he kind of looks like he has that inspiration. Yeah, yeah, sort of. But then when you watch the behind the scenes, the Gamma says that the character is actually more of a devil with yes. the way that the hair is of sort course. of um, like 
uh, kind of spiked up like the devil's horns. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it definitely evokes that. Mm, very, it really does very succinctly. Um, but in, speaking of like character design though and voice actors, Tilda Swinton, I adore her. Yeah. She gets to voice two characters that are my absolute favorite in this movie: the Sprite and Death. Yes, they are sisters. And they have a design connection because you can tell that they are cut from the same cloth, essentially. They yes. They look aesthetically the exact same, but just physically different. Um, I was in awe the whole time watching yeah. The Sprite and Death. Yep. The way it's animated, and I, I wish they'd shown in the behind the scenes how they animated the eyes moving. Because yeah. these two these two beings have these eyes on them that blink sporadically. Yes. And it's just just incredible to watch. Like you cannot take your eyes off those two ca- those two characters when they're in frame. Especially Death. I like one of my favorite I don't know if it, again, I don't know if it's an exact addition to the Pinocchio story of just this movie or if it's comes from the original source material, but I loved the kind of way that the movie talks about death and then has Pinocchio sort of be this cat with nine lives sort of thing where he can, he's immortal, but he can still die. Yes. And he still goes to the afterlife and he sees death, who is the sister of the the sprite. And she looks like this uh, mythical being with these large horns, these wings. She's kind of, kind of like a, um, oh, not a hippogriff. What were they called? I can't think of what they're called. The 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 they've got they're like part horse, part um, bird, part lion creature. I, chimera. Uh, I think it's a chimera. Maybe. 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 Um. Anyway, someone's. I love that they've. Th- I love that they've also added in the snakes as part of the tail. Oh, what a cool choice! Right? What a cool choice! Yeah, I I really love that touch as yeah. well. But the yeah, the character just looks fantastic, and I love. Like, there's, you know, only three, maybe four scenes between Death and Pinocchio, but they're my favourite parts of the movie. Yeah. I adored them. I thought it was just fantastic to, to look at and to watch. Yeah. And I love Tilda Swinton's And I like the fact that they decided well. to take the story this way in terms of the fact that Pinocchio can die, mm. but then he can also be brought back to life. Mm-hmm. But every time he dies, he stays dead longer. Yeah. I think that's really cool because then that plays in later with the stakes with Geppetto. Exactly. Like, very, very clever. Yeah. And yeah. I really, really like that, uh, the way they decided to take that. Yes. Um, also, I will also mention the fact that when they, when they do the scene where he's dead, uh, the color scheme oh, is gorgeous. It's so There's, good. It's just like these blues and pinks and purples and, purples and just very dark. It's uh, it's stunning to look yeah. at. It's stunning to look at. And I really loved, there was something very Tim Burton-esque almost when the, these rabbits with, yes. like, with the, their ske- these skeletons, you see their rib cages and they're carrying the coffin of Pinocchio. Yes. And they've still got bits of their fur on them, but then they're, they're all skeleton below their shoulders, basically. Yeah. And they're just awesome and they're voiced by john Turturro for some reason because <laughs> why not why not but like and then like the way the whole background in that is shot of like all the coffins 
in the walls. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. I can't get over how beautiful this movie is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just the fact that they're Oof. sitting there playing poker. They're just playing poker. <laughs> God, it's just it's just a wonderful piece of art. This movie is art. It, it is. really, really is. Yeah. Anyway, you need to talk more because I'm, <laughs> I'm just gushing about this movie. Oh, you're pretty much hitting the nail on the head with a lot of the things that you've said, and I agree with them all. Okay. Um, honestly, the, yeah. it's just it's a very aesthetically pleasing movie. Um, there's a lot about this movie that I really enjoyed as well, um, and especially in just the way that they decided to take the story. Um, it just... It flows so much nicer. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I will also mention, they do, um, like, in the original and in the live action, they did touch on the fact that it was they were going through, I think it was like the Cold War period, or um, was it World War Two or something like that? In the, live, the Disney live action? Yeah. Um, they, they mention it, but it, it's, you don't really see much about it. No, you don't. No. But in this particular movie, they actually really go into it. Yeah, and it reminded me... This movie reminds me in a lot of ways of Pan's Labyrinth. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Okay. You should watch it. I'll watch it with you because it is (laughs) freaky in parts. Okay. But when you do watch it, you'll see how similar it is to this movie just in terms of the way that Guillermo blends the fantasy aspect of it with the real life war aspect of yeah. it. Because um, he does a very similar thing in Pan's Labyrinth there as well. But yeah, that was really interesting to see them kind of go into, uh, you know, war, you know, the whole Mussolini thing yeah. in Italy, the rise of fascism, um, the fact that these kids are being trained to be soldiers um, and, you know, and all of that stuff. Like, that was very... Like, it really... Again, it adds an extra layer of realness. It really does. To this, to this film. That's just so incredible. Yeah. And it, it also, you know, it's, it's, it's another side of the story, essentially, yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. that I really, really like to see because, like, they, like the fact that the movie was made in, during that time, um, like when it first came out as a Disney animated version, but then in this one, Guillermo really sort of hits it mm. with, mm-hmm. you know, we're in wartime. Mm-hmm. There's fascism. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's kids going to war. And it's really interesting. Yeah. It, it also, it, it's like watching a little bit of history. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It yeah. is in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I really do. And I really do like that. With yeah. this particular movie. Yeah, absolutely. I will yeah. say they also, like this, that part of the film where, um, yeah, they, you know, show Pinocchio with Candlewick, not Lampwick, Candlewick. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, being, you know, at this like military camp, um, that's instead of the Pleasure Island stuff. Yes. Yes. So it was, it was, it was, it was interesting that they decided to go in the opposite direction. Yeah, and with I, that part and of the story. I, I really like. Yeah, that was a good choice. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. Um, 
And I think, was it Podesta was the father of Candlewick? Yes, correct. And who's played by Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Phenomenal performance, as usual. One of, yes. one of Guillermo del Toro's regulars. Yes. Uh, that he likes to use in his features. <laughs> um, so he was very good. And yeah, Finn Wolfhard as Candlewick as well. Was, he, was, he was quite good. I really liked the scene where they had to face off each other. They were supposed to be enemies. It was kind of like a capture the flag sort, it was of, sort a of scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they were like, hey, we tired. That was fun. And they put their flags together up the flagpole. But then Podesta's just like, no, that's not how this works. That's not what you were... Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, there can be only one. Yeah. And then he turns around and tells his kid to shoot Pinocchio. Yeah. Like, seriously. That was dark, hey. That went real dark real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Podesta, Podesta got what was coming to him. So yeah. But still. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Yeah. I also... I, I Did you like um, the uh, interpretation of Monstro in this in this film too? Okay. So there's, there's three interpretations that we went through with Monstro. Mm-hmm. The first one in the animated version, mm-hmm. it was just a whale. Just a giant whale. Just a big-ass whale. <laughs> The second one was a whale with squid tentacles, almost. Mm, mm-hmm. This one was a whole different monstrosity. Yeah. It was very interesting. Yeah. It was very scary. It was very scary. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but I don't know how I feel. I feel like I like the whale more. Okay, you prefer more of the uh, more of a Moby Dick sort of yeah. whale style. I, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed okay. it being this giant whale. So do you, do you think that's because, like, do you like more of the the idea of a real life giant whale like that as opposed to like a fantasy? Yeah, I sea think creature? so. I think so. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I suppose in this instance, they decided to go with the whole kind of like the kraken almost. Yeah, very much. Yeah. But the this, this version, the Gamma del Toro version, is so like it looks weird and scary, yeah. and there's like bits of it that's just doesn't seem to, like doesn't look like it's in the right place, you know? Yeah. And but they all all three of them ended up doing the same thing in the way that they chased down um, Geppetto. When he's trying to flee in mm. the in the boat, mm, mm-hmm. yes. And yes. I like the fact that in this one, Spazzatura is the one that pushes Geppetto further when Pinocchio was stuck inside yeah. Monstro. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting turn yeah. of events. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like how because there's no obviously there's no Figaro or Cleo in this no. version, so we have Spazzatura, who's kind of this you know the sort of surrogate I guess for those characters mm. or the substitute rather uh, in this piece um, and I like how you know he she goes from being a villain or an antagonist to being part of the good guys yes by the end I thought that was a really nice journey mm. and I love how they showed that with like that scene where Pinocchio defends Spazzatura to Volpe um, when Volpe's like like what have you been saying? How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. Beating him. And beating poor Spazzatura. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was very well done. Yeah. I, like, we can go on and on about we this could. movie. It's because it's just so damn good. I mean, yeah, we could just continue to. Yeah. Because, like, 
Yeah. In terms of comparing all three, we have done a lot of that so far. Mm. But I would like to touch on the music first. Yeah, um, because because this one was made for Netflix. Obviously, they couldn't use the songs that were in the Disney ones. No, so they had to. Disney, they Disney, had yeah. to make their own. They did, and they all sounded so good. They're all really, really good songs. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say, I think the best songs are in the OG Disney yes, film. Yes, I, I agree. Ha- I have to say, because, I mean, you know, When You Wish Upon a Star is the Disney theme. 100%. It's the, you hear it at the start of every Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it's true. It's the Disney theme. You can't yes. really go past it. Um, and, you know, There Are No Strings On Me and um, the Give A Little Whistle. Like, those songs yeah. are just something about them that's just charming and, and wonderful. And, you know... What they tried to do in the reimagining was fine. Again, I liked the original song with um, uh, what was her name again? Fabiana. I thought that was really nice. Um, and you know, and Sabina, the 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 you know, again that stuff yeah. was really really good. And as I mentioned, you know, Cynthia Erivo singing "When You Wish Upon a Star" yes. was a really really good choice. So this movie, we've got all original songs. Yes. Um, Ciao, Papa is the main song from this film that's been... Um, currently, it's nominated for, um, I think, a SAG Award and a Golden Globe. Oh, nice. So it's likely going to get an Oscar nomination. Yes. Uh, which it deserves, because it's a very moving, moving song. And when it's played in the film, it really brings the emotions out of yeah. you. Um, but wh- I'm trying to think what my favourite song was. There was a song there I really liked, but I, it's... I'm going blank. I will I will just say before I throw it to you though, my favorite thing was the fact that Cricket tried <laughs> so hard to yep. sing his song twice. Oh, it was so And funny. then the third time he was successful. And then the third time's a charm. But the fact that he just tried to sing and he would say something, sing something about his father and blah, 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 and then he would just get smacked down yeah. un- unintentionally, <laughs> like physically smacked down. Oh. What a gag! I thought that was I thought that was lovely. Oh, uh, that was that was a perfect like, yeah, that was yeah. the perfect little bit to put in, because you know cricket wanted to have his moment, but he, he couldn't. He couldn't. <laughs> and then he tried it again, and it didn't and it happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about all the music? You have any additional thoughts? Uh, I I enjoyed the songs in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of the um, no strings on me with the with Pinocchio was yes. a different song. There was a different song. I think um, that was the one I liked. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, that one I really enjoyed. Um, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Geppetto, I think he got a song. Oh, I don't remember. No, I don't think he did, actually. Now that I think about it. I no, don't... he did. My son. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. That... That was earlier in the film, I think. Yes, it was. I think it was at the, towards the start of the film. That was, I think, yeah. From memory, it was a heartbreaking. Yeah. Was it a heartbreaking piece, or was a? I don't remember if it was like more mm, uplifting. Was it before Carlo? No, it was before Carlo. It was before died. his death. Yeah, yeah, it was during a montage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was a beautiful song. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, I think um, Count Volpe had a really good song too. That yes. was that was fun to watch. Yes. As well. Um, I'm trying I did to f- enjoy that one. I'm trying to find... Oh, I can't. I can't find the Count Volpe song on uh, IMDb. But yeah, he did have a song, and it was good. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Oh, there it is, yes. We Were a King Once is the song. Yes. That was that was very good, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what the bloody... Um, 
Oh yeah, everything is new to me. So the song that Geppetto and Pinocchio sing to each other. Yes, when Pinocchio is first discovered to be alive. Yeah, I yes. love that. I love the lyrics of it and the way everything kind of rhymed. And, and then they, he goes and smashes everything. Yeah, they bounced off each other. <laughs> I thought was really, really good. Yeah, um, that was fun. Yeah. The other, you know, one thing we didn't mention mm-hmm. in this one, he was supposed to go to school, but instead they end up going to church. That's right. There was no school in this. There's no so school in, in this the, one. The other two, there was. Where he he in the in the animated one, he didn't end up getting to school. He never made it. He never made it there. The second one, he gets to school. He gets kicked and out. gets kicked out. <laughs> in this one, he goes to church instead. And I like what they did with the church scene mm. because and they and I it was mentioned in the behind the scenes as well where um, Pinocchio doesn't understand why this this figure on this cross is carved out of wood and they're worshipping him, but he's also made of wood. And they're and, hating him. And they're hating him, they're shunning him, they want him gone, they think he's a monster. Yeah. Like, I loved that yeah. kind of theme of, you know, idol worship versus what's real and in front of you. Exactly. I, I thought that was the, really all the, cool. There was, like, so much judgment Yeah. just in that one scene, and it kind of hurt me, because I'm like, but, you know, he's cute. Like, what's wrong with him? Yeah. Yeah. I know. He literally, he's just wanting to be a, be a real boy. Yeah. You know? That's basically all this whole story is about. Just the, the fact that he wants to be a real boy. Yes. And on that, I alluded to earlier, I wanted to compare the endings. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we'll try and do it without crying because... This is my favorite ending. The, yeah, the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio ending is the best ending yes. out of the three. So, obviously, 1940, we have him becoming a real boy. Yep. And Pinocchio's overjoyed, so is Geppetto. It's all very beautiful and nice, very f- happy fairy tale ending. Yes, yes. It's lovely. I already mentioned in the reimagined classic how they left it ambiguous for mm-hmm. some reason, yep. and I, I didn't like that. No. I, I think that was the wrong choice. <laughs> you got to go either way, I think. Yeah. Whereas, I say that, and then we get to the Del Toro version. And they kind of do the same thing, but in a different way, where he becomes real. Like, he gets to come back and live, like, for real, real. Like, if he dies, he dies, kind of. Like, he doesn't get to come, keep going yeah. back and coming back, all that. So they make him alive, but he doesn't change. No, he's still a wooden puppet. And he is essentially... Some uh, he doesn't age. No, he just so he kind of is immortal. I think, in a way. In a way. But I suppose not really, because they make a whole deal about like, him. Like wood will rot. Yeah, wood the wood the wood will rot and he will eventually die. I would yes. say. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, there's also the fact that like similar to like, and I'm gonna make a reference to Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> similar to like you know the elves in Lord of the Rings, how yeah. they are essentially immortal, but if they get killed, they die. Yes. Yeah. So they're not, yeah, they're not technically immortal. Um, so Pinocchio is now sort of in that kind of boat. Okay. But the way, the way they do it and execute it, I was just fucking crying the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was definitely very moving, very emotional. Um, Jesus. The fact that, you know, it, Geppetto and Spazzatura, because they become a family at the end. Yeah. And they're, Mm. And 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 Sebastian J. Cricket. Yeah. Oh, 
They all die. That that one got me the most, I think. <laughs> yeah. Cricket got me the most. Oh, yeah, because you're seeing him, like, they put him in his little coffin and... And he's still sitting in his home. And he's... he's still in his home <sighs> in the heart of Pinocchio. Oh. And that, uh, you know, cue waterworks and all of the emotions. <laughs> yeah, and then the fact that, like, you have... Oh, shit, I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> the fact that you have Pinocchio, who knew... Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> he, did, he didn't know Carlo, obviously. No. But he knew what Carlo meant to Geppetto. Yeah. And so he buries Geppetto next to Carlo right? yeah. on the top of that hill. Oh. And then buries Spazzatura there. Yeah. As well. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I can't handle. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Absolutely. So, yeah. It just I'm lost execute, It's executed Ooh. just perfect. It is. It is. And then they kind of, you know, turn around my criticism of the previous film being ambiguous because they leave it ambiguous as to how much longer he lives. Yes. Because you just, you hear the voiceover from Cricket talking about Pinocchio and, you know about how he yeah he'll eventually die but you know he's gonna live on for now yeah um and we don't see how how that eventuates so just hats off to this movie yeah if it doesn't win the best animated film at the oscars i will get on a plane and fly (laughs) to the motion picture academy of arts and sciences and punch them in the face as as a collective i will riot Because this is one of, not only is it one of the best animated films I've seen in a long time, it's one of the best films of the year. Yeah. For sure. I agree. And it's just, everyone needs to see it. It's, for me, definitive version of this story. Yes. Definitely. I I 100% agree. It needs to win all of the awards. All of the awards, please. Yes. They worked on it for so long. Apparently one shot in the film took three months. That's insane. What? Like, not in my mind. Not even from just construction just to shoot it three just, months yeah <sighs> nuts they did, yeah just give them everything please oh my goodness i know um insane the last thing i want to mention yes is the little is the little scene we get with cricket in the afterlife mm-hmm. <laughs> where he's playing chess <laughs> and with the uh, <laughs> is he playing poker or chess 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 i'm okay. pretty sure it's chess. okay well, you watched it more recently than me yeah um but no the fact that he's there like that was a nice touch because like because we're like well, okay cricket's dead but why he's still narrating and then they reveal that he's telling the story to the rabbits as they're playing yeah at the table Actually, like, I think you're right. It might have been poker. I think it was poker, yeah. I think chess was in the live action one. Okay. Maybe. At some point. I can't remember. Oh, it's okay. It's, they've all meshed together we've since had, I've watched them in the last few days. We've had so many Pinocchios <laughs> over the past week. It's been a lot of Pinocchios. But the fact that we get to see him in the afterlife telling the story to the rabbits. Beautiful ending. It yeah. was so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love it. Um... I think that's everything, isn't it? It really is. I don't think we have anything else we really need no, to No, and just, just a big shout out to the art form of stop motion yes. animation. Golf clap. Holy crap. Like, the crew on making this did a fantastic job. They did above and beyond. It's probably my favorite. I mean, I know, like, you know, Henry Selleck is the master. Like, in him, his work with Tim Burton um, is incredible. Mm. But 
this is something else. Like it's just like I said, it's art. Yeah. The one and the other thing that I will mention is in this, in, like in the behind the scenes, we actually get to see what how these puppets are made and how they move, like in yeah. their actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio is the only one that has the replacement face um, emotions, whereas yes. a lot of the others are made of silicon with robotic. Yeah. Um, um, controls i guess yeah sort of like mechanics mechanics underneath on their face and so it i think in this instance it's made the animators um job a lot easier Mm -hmm. to move around the face uh and the expressions on these characters yeah for sure um rather than having to constantly change out different faces Mm -hmm. not to mention designing them as well oh yeah um so in this instance it may it would have made their job a lot easier and a bit more efficient as well. Definitely. Um, but it's just amazing actually seeing it up close mm, mm-hmm. and how it's how they work them and how they maneuver the yeah. puppets and all that. Yeah, it's, just it's so remarkable. Cool. Yeah, it's absolutely remarkable. Like I just I can't fathom that kind of dedication. Like one of my and it's a shame that you not to go on a tangent, but it's a shame that you never got into Parks and Recreation because there is one <laughs> episode where one of the characters kind of has a mid-midlife crisis sort of thing. Mm. And he's like, he's taking time off work for the first time ever, really. And he doesn't know what to do with himself when he's not working. Or he doesn't have a job at the moment. Like, he's unemployed. Yeah. And one of the things he's like, I've always wanted to be a stop-motion animator. Ooh. So you see him try and do stop-motion animation from his, like, bedroom. (laughs) And he's... I can't remember the joke when the joke lands, but he tells you how long it's been. And it's been a long time. And he's so excited to play for his his partner, um, the the video um, of you know the movie that he's made, right? It's so funny. He puts it on, <laughs> and it goes for like five seconds. Oh wow! And then that's it. A five second clip. And he, he thought he'd made a ninety minute movie. Wow! Because he spent so long. Yeah, oh my gosh. That in itself tells us how long it takes to make a small clip. It's just the funniest joke. Like, obviously, there's a bit more of a heightened reality. Definitely, they exaggerated it. They definitely would have exaggerated it. For the joke, but because, like, he would have known he wouldn't have made a whole movie, but he probably just assumed that he made more than five seconds because. But it's literally five seconds. Yeah. And oh. to, to talk from experience, although I've never done claymation, I have done stop motion in a sense um, at uni for, um, for a course, mm-hmm. uh, for a subject. But it was more so in like f- photography aspect mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is the same sort of thing where you're doing, you're taking photos frame by frame to make these clips. Yes. And that just to do like five to 10 seconds is that's a lot of photos, a lot of photos, a lot of photos to take. Uh Um, and then you have to put it all together. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting process. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. And then just to bring it back full circle, just to the OG animators, they were drawing those frames. Hand drawn. By frame by frame. Yeah. So, there you go. Stop motion, beautiful art form. Yeah. 
the the hardest of art forms to make in Definitely. terms of film and and even television series. Um, a, a you know e example Wallace and Gromit. Um, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep. Yes, Ardman. <laughs> we are big fans of Ardman. Oh, big fans. Yeah. And so. Yeah, we just so much respect for that kind of art form. Absolutely. Honestly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. If I if I had have studied something, stop motion would have been one of them, uh, because I just I love the the look of it and the process. Yeah. And if I had all the time in the world, that'd be something I'd love to do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Great. Hmm. Okay. I think that's enough gushing. I think that's enough gushing. <laughs> Um, yeah, if we haven't convinced you already, go watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It's on Netflix right now. Yes. Um, and if you want to check out the other ones, obviously they're in Disney Plus. Yes. Um, for your viewing pleasure. But, um, but yeah, this, this new version that we have just raved about for the last half, feels like half an hour, um, <laughs> is definitely the best out of the three. Yes. So. Definitely go check it out. Please. Yep. Do yourself a favor. Mm. Do yourself a huge favor. All right. That'll do it from us. Yes. A um, couple of things before we go. Firstly, what's up with our Januaries? Anything exciting for you? Well, I've got a few things um, happening in January, actually. So oh, yeah. I'm actually going to be working at the tennis. Ooh. Australian Open is coming around. It sure is. The summer of tennis. That time of year. Uh, so I'll be actually working at the tennis in a different capacity compared to what I used to do. Ooh. E. <laughs> uh, so I will let you know how that goes. At some point, yes. Yes. Uh, and the other thing I will also mention is that um, the writer's Brock. Writer's Block Theatre uh, has an, a show happening yes. at Midsummer Festival. Yes, yes. Uh, it's called Transcendence. Transcendence. Tickets are on sale right now. Please, please come and see us if you can. If you're around in Melbourne and you need something to do, Midsummer Carnival is coming. It is. Um, it's always a great time of the year to see all, all forms of art. Yes. Um, our one being uh, a theater production yes and um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time and i'm the stage manager of the show oh maybe i should talk to you about helping out then maybe (laughs) (laughs) um yes please tickets are on sale now um support independent theater yes support queer artists and performers 100 percent um, and get behind it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you don't want to miss it. And I always love working with the crew and the cast at, at Writer's Block Theatre. Yes. Always, it's always a lot of fun. Yes. Um, it's one big happy family. And it's so wholesome and just... Yeah. Yeah. It's they, a good time. It's a good time with good people. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. So yes. That's pretty much what my month is looking like. Great. In, yeah. In January. It's a busy month, but um, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. That's what you'll be doing. Very good. What about you? Well, I'll be seeing Transcendence. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe doing some behind-the-scenes assistance. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, the Golden Globes are in a couple of weeks. So oh, yeah. My award season. Award season, baby. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite times of the year. Um, so <laughs> that is exciting. Um, speaking of, there's a lot of movies that are, like Oscar movies, that are coming out now um that uh, i can't wait to see like the banshees of inner sharon the um new martin mcdonough movie with colin farrell and uh brennan gleason is out 
Um, looks fantastic. I can't wait to watch that. Um, Kate Blanchett, speaking of, mm-hmm. um, her movie Tar is coming out soon as well. Um, I can't wait to see her performance in that. A lot of people are predicting her to win the Oscar. Nice. For Best Actress again. Um, go Kate. And uh, what was the other movie? Oh, speaking of Wales, The Whale with Brendan ah, Fraser yes, is yes. finally coming to Australia. Um, the Bren, Bren Donissance will commence very soon. Woo. So I am, I am most excited for that. Um, but yeah, apart from those, those things for Jen, I mean, it's pretty much just going to be take, you know, just taking some re- relaxation because work will have slowed down by then. And, yep. and, um, so it'll be nice to kind of get back to business as usual Yes. with work. Uh, and I'm taking Australia day off cause, uh, a group of my friends, we started a tradition last year, which is now a tradition cause you know, it's not a tradition until you do it more than once. Um, but we're going to be getting together and doing our own Triple J Hottest 100. Ooh. Where we make a Spotify playlist and each yeah. of us add in a certain amount of songs. Mm. And then we hit shuffle. Yeah. And then we write down from 100 to 1. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. We did it last year and it was so much fun. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Would have taken a while. Yeah, we would. It was yeah, it was a few hours. Yeah. Um, but it was yeah, it was a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're doing that again. Uh, so I can't, I can't wait for that. Ranking songs. Ranking songs, nice. but like a pure random, based on Spotify's shuffle algorithm, whatever it is. Yes. That's how we're gonna do it. Oh, so it's not according to your favorite. It's whatever. No, we like I said, we're hitting shuffle, and and then it's we it, and then shuffle. it's up to you where you rank it. It's no, no, no. The shuffle is ranking it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yes. that's what I was mentioning. You're, yeah, you're, sorry. You're, re- you're relying on the shuffle we're, to rank. We're picking the songs, and then the yeah, the shuffle button will rank them. Okay, so All right. yes. And so the f- and the first song that gets played is number one hundred, and then you work your way up. Yes. Yeah, or down, I should say. Down. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Bit of fun. That does sound like fun. It is. And then we play <laughs> we play games and we drink and we laugh and talk shit. And yeah. Yes. Have a good Aussie day. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it. For yeah. January. So. But speaking of being that's it. Yeah. Before we go. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> little announcement to make. Um, so Fulia and I have had a lot of thought um, about this for the last little while. Mm. Um, I will just say it's not goodbye. It's more like a see you later. Yes. We're kind of taking a hiatus. From we the are. podcast. So basically we we're not gonna be doing the monthly every month now. So we may have to rebrand. <laughs> um, maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> um maybe just, you know, call it the Win you know, Winifred's you know. I the Winifred podcast. The Winifred podcast, or just yeah, Winifred's, I suppose. I don't know. Um, we'll figure that out later. But basically we're gonna be uh doing episodes when we wanna do them, like when we have something worth that like that's worth a full ear and Kendall discussion to get to get on a recording I agree yeah Yeah. um this also opens up the opportunity for us to do the convincing game um when we feel like doing it um yes because we want to do more of those because they're a lot of fun they're a lot of fun and we had a lot of good feedback from you guys regarding those episodes yes um but we just didn't work out 
in 2022 that we were able to do that many of them just no. scheduling wise because fully and i both lead very busy lives outside of this podcast yes unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> um so yeah so yeah like 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 you said it'll give us the time to actually sit down and do that and then just put it out whenever yes so then you guys can still enjoy our content but it's in a way that works for us as well as you guys yes so yeah um so we will say a a big thank you to all of our listeners for all of your support yes thank you we really do appreciate it um over the last how many years has it been like we've five years yeah actually yeah we've been five and a half years of yeah five and a half years of this podcast yeah we started in june or july 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 2017 yes we started doing the show five and a half years and our first episode was about conventions (laughs) yeah of course it was was. because you had just met chris hemsworth and you were really gushing over that. And I was really happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, five, five years of lots of great times, huh? Yes. And not to mention five years of an amazing friendship that we've been able to yeah. have. Because that's kind of what brought us together, this podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because like, we were friends, like we became friends through like um, Fred the Alien Productions anyway. Yes. But... Once we started this podcast, your baby, I should shout fully out. The monthly is fully as baby. No, our baby. Well, it's more your baby. <laughs> um, you carried it for nine months. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but like yeah, you're right. It we we started doing it because we realized we were connecting as people with our interests, and you enjoyed talking like the conversations we were having, similar to why I ended up on. Friday Nights of Fred's then podcast called Fred because yeah. the boys really, you know, they knew I had the knowledge and we were having great chats. So we should record these conversations. Yeah. Same thing happened. And then you're right. Our, our friendship really bloomed out of this show. It really has. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the fact we get to see each other so often to yeah. record it and just have a lot of laughs and a lot of, a lot of good times and a lot of good discussion, I think. Yeah. And it's been so much fun to talk about all of the different topics that we were able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the the variety that we even got to even yeah. choose from. Big variety. Yeah. Yeah. But majority of it being very pop culture heavy mm-hmm. and which is exactly what we love to talk about. Uh, yeah. And not to mention the fact that the things that we don't get to go in depth into with a podcast called Fred, we were able to do it here. Yes, um, that's right. And that's what I love. And that's why I loved doing this podcast every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, unfortunately, a lot of our um, outside of podcast life uh, yeah. is starting to clash with our schedules in trying to do these podcasts mm-hmm. more often. Yeah. Um, which has de- has come to our decision of kind of ending it here but not really yeah that's um, why i said hiatus because it's sort yeah. of like we're not going to release them every month we're just going to release them when we have the time yes so it's not never it's it, just it's just going to be sporadic it's going to be sporadic like yeah. you'll be subscribed to our feed and then one day you'll get a happy surprise yeah and it's, and it's an episode of the monthly again yeah um yeah i i don't know when that'll be 
But no. we will try and do do one in the first couple of months of 2023, I reckon. We will definitely try. But we, um, we're not going to guarantee anything no, just yet. Not, we not need, at the moment. We need to figure out our new rhythm going yes, forward. Yes, we really do. So, um, yeah. I mean, one thing could be that, you know, when I'm going to Canada. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. In March. We should probably do one before then, maybe. Maybe, maybe one before that or after when I come back. We'll see how we go. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, just... Just keep an eye out on your podcast feeds of whenever yeah. we put something out. Do, um, it, please. It, like, like we said, it's going to be a bit random, um, but I feel like it's going to work a little bit better for us. Yes. Because we'll actually be able to find the time to do it. For sure. Yeah. We will. And that way you guys are getting the best content out of us. Exactly. But quality over quantity. Absolutely. Yes. Every time. <laughs> Every time. But yes, thank you again. Yes. All of you who have listened to our podcast over the last five and a half years, um, yeah, means the world to us. We well, really appreciate it. We appreciate you. it so much. Even back in the days when you guys used to send us your thoughts and comments. and That was a fun time. Answering our <laughs> questions. Um, I still remember the, uh, the which Chris is the best Chris. Yes. <laughs> That was, that was one of my favorite Our episodes. ranking episode. Our <laughs> ranking episode. Oh, bless. That, because we got the the best audience interaction on that one. We really did. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much fun. But yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah, watch this space and um, yeah. Thank you all once again. Thank you all very much. Um, as just, yeah, I don't know. Like how do we, how do we end this do we now? End? We'll end well, it the way we usually end it. Yes. By saying, and, and that's, that's a wrap on, on this monthly. monthly. <laughs> Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Yes. (laughs) If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. You can also subscribe to us on Twitch. Um, Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on Twitch. Sorry, wrong lingo. (laughs) Uh, You can follow us on Twitch at, uh, is it twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien? Twitch. Twitch? Yep. Got that one right. Yay. Um, Yeah, so check us out on there. We stream uh, live uh, with a podcast called Fred every Sunday. So uh, we'll be back in the second second week of Jan for that show. Yes, we will be. So So if you still want to hear our voices, we're still going to be podcasting. We're still going to be podcasting. But we'll be on a different show. Yes, exactly. Yes. We will. The weekly show. Yes. The weekly at Winifred. The weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Featuring Michael. Yes. (laughs) We love you, Mike. You. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that was a Fulia. That was a Kendall. And and you've just experienced a monthly monthly at Winifred. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Stay safe and have a great time. And don't even worry about making resolutions because fuck resolutions. Just just, just, just live. Go, yeah, just go with the flow. Just live in the moment. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Exactly. Be happy. Um, and, yeah, stay safe. Yes. Look after yourself and your mental health. We yes. love you, everyone. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.